0: every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe. All right. Welcome back to the run dot down post game show here on the Strickland YouTube channel. And you're probably catching this stream also on the Strickland um, Twitter page. Um, If you're over there, tap into the YouTube. You can leave a comment, subscribe, like all that good stuff. Knicks win in overtime which they probably didn't even need to go to with they a score of... They
1: definitely did not. need to go to overtime?
0: No, they didn't. But they win with a score of 128 to 120 to pick up their fifth straight win. Um, second longest winning streak um, since, like, 2013-14, I believe it is. No, uh,
1: it's... Sec- is the second longest since, like, uh, the nine-game winning streak in the COVID year? Yeah, because, like, we won nine straight... COVID year. yeah
0: but second longest overall since like 2013-14 oh yeah,
1: yeah yeah you're right you're
0: right yeah so okay. Knicks win their fifth straight um it was a very interesting game to say the least I would say but it was it was it was a fun game I would say that it was, it was a fun game um a lot of fun moments um you know I think the MVP of tonight's game was Jalen Brunson the way he took over uh, in that yeah. overtime um I mean, he was simply amazing just to cap it off with that ankle breaker on Alex Caruso
1: reparations
0: to ice the game. Um, But yeah, I mean, he just took over in in that overtime period. And that's what you wanted to see, Um, because the end of the fourth quarter was just something that no fan wanted to see in terms of what was being run out there. Um, But yeah, I mean, he was great. Finished the night. He started off the game pretty like rough. But he finished the game with um, 30 points, seven rebounds, um, shooting 52% from the field and 50% from three. Um, I felt like the whole team, the team as a whole, shot pretty well from three as well. Yeah. Um, If you look at guys like RJ, Randall, and Grimes, they all took seven threes and hit almost like half of them, all Mm -hmm. of them. So, like, pretty great shooting night from the team. You're hoping that this three-point consistency can keep up because that will definitely help keep us in these type of games where our defense wasn't as sharp as it needs to be, um, as we gave 120 points to the Bulls. Um, But, yeah, I mean, pretty great game um, from multiple parties. Um, Bench is really lacking these days but you know the starters have been able to make up for more than that um but yeah i mean we can go into jalen brunson i guess and just talk about how awesome he is and this is the reason why we got him um and it's not for him to just do like simple pick and rolls with julius Randle and like feed him in the mid post in the fourth quarter but yeah
1: yeah like this is why they went out and they quote unquote tampered for him you know um (laughs) quote unquote by the way. Father talking with his son. Anyway, um this is this is the reason why you got him because down the stretch they basically had two options to go to. It's either JB ISO or JB can feed Randall in low post and create opportunities. And what were the scoring options that happened essentially aside from like a garage miracle three which bounced in. Like that was that was a good three and I'll give it all the love it deserves, but like that shit should not have counted. But like we deserve that. We deserve that. Um yeah, like you saw Dr. Strip, it was JB ISO gets the um, paint touch, feather touch, bucket, JB mid age bucket, JB cross-up caruso, reparations, bucket. Like that's why they got Jalen Brunson for games like this. And he delivered 30 points, seven assists, a steal, only two turnovers. This is why Jalen Brunson is a Nick. This is why Jalen Brunson is on the precipice of being an all-star. This is why Jalen Brunson is the Knicks, like, one of the cornerstones of the franchise right now, I'd say. I think that's pretty definitive. Um, this is, this is why they got him. And he rewarded that faith from the front office. He rewarded that faith from his coach. And he was able to show up in the biggest moments when this franchise needed it.
0: Well, well, I mean... Can't say, can't say any more there, but yeah, I mean, he delivered. This is what you got him for. This is what you paid him for. So yeah, he did his, he did his shit and it was, it was fun to watch. Cause I mean, anytime Jalen Brunson takes over, it is like, you know, he's going to get to his spots and you know, he's going to like score efficiently. And like, that's all you can want from a point guard.
1: Mind you, his like foot is falling off the bone right now.
0: Yes, he was questionable to start today's game. Um he was seen in a walking boot in a picture that has now went viral of the Knicks holiday party.
1: <laughs> For, <the wrong> <laughs> For all
0: the wrong reasons. But yeah, he was seen in a walking boot, Obi was seen in a walking boot. Um but yeah, J- there was concern about Jalen Brunson's status heading into tonight's game. Um and we can obviously see that the foot was not that much of an issue or an issue at all whatsoever because he was able to just completely take over when we needed him to after he got himself into a rhythm um but yeah i mean credit to him he's a dog he he i mean no nothing has been able to keep him out of a game he's played every single game this year um despite the quad ankle foot whatever it may be issues
1: knee back neck uh, yeah i mean
0: whatever it's been he he's been able to he's been able to come through, play, and for the most part deliver. There have been some games that you know he has struggled, um, but for the most part he has delivered when we needed him to. So,
1: yeah, I you can't say more about him. The fact that he was able to gut that shit out is necessary. Again, I push the he's an all star propaganda. Trey Young does not deserve that shit. Neither does a John Say Murray. Go argue with the wall. Um, especially Trey Young tonight after that whole shellacking by the Magic. I don't want to hear no more Trey Young All Star propaganda at all. But yeah, I just I, I could not be more happier with his performance. I also felt like defensively he gave it to him as well. Like a lot of plays, like through something passing lanes, plays where he was just able to like make life difficult for the team, and that's what you want him to do defensively, even if he isn't going to be this like major. Um. Stopper, he can get into the passing lanes. He can break up stuff with the point of attack. He was doing the little things tonight, both, on both sides, and that's all you want to see him do.
0: Yeah. I mean, I just saw a stat here. Jalen Brunson already has three games with 30 points and seven assists this season. He is the first Knicks card to accomplish that since Stephon Marbury in 2007.
1: Wow. Yeah, he had... I mean... I don't want to start the is he the best next point guard since Clyde rhetoric already. Because, like, for all of the antics, Stefan Marbury was still, like,
0: Ian Vaseline.
1: He, he was Ian Vaseline, but he was, like, solid-ish. At least, the, at least, like, the first year he was, like, solid-ish. And then afterwards, it's kind of, like, eh. But, like, I can absolutely I think you argue point that he's probably the best point guard since Clyde. So already, which is kind of sad.
0: I mean, that just speaks to the Knicks history with point guards. And it it has not been pretty. It has not. To say the least. Yeah. Um, Next in the starting lineup, I want to give shout outs to Quentin Grimes. Huge, huge threes in the fourth and overtime. Um he came through when we needed him to. He played some great defense. Um, no matter what the BS calls were down the stretch on players. Um but yeah, he played he played stellar defense, I thought. Um, and yeah, he just he just did his thing. I I was a little concerned he was flexing his knee a little bit towards the end of that game. Hopefully it's nothing and it's just like a minor tweak or something, but yeah.
1: Yeah, I I wasn't the biggest fan of his defense tonight In the first half Because like I feel like he the, the, ref, the refs were really, really bad tonight And we can talk about that at another point But I do kind of feel like he was getting toasted On screens a bit I do feel like DeRozan was giving him work But he gives everybody work, so I can't get too mad at that He
0: also gives the refs work
1: Yeah DeRozan is he, He's a grown-ass man He's out here flailing like he's 22, but we ain't gonna talk about that. He caught that L tonight. Um, but yeah, I just Grimes is blue playing so well and so efficiently, and he's just such he's such a pivotal part for this team. And uh, him and Mitch, and we can talk about Mitch in a little bit, but like Mitch's ability to just keep plays alive, extend possessions, and make life hell for the other team is so vastly underrated by this fan base. Um, I
0: don't think it is after a performance like tonight.
1: After tonight, I hope it isn't. But I, I would say like the defense from Grimes onto Rosen late, especially when RJ fouled out, and Mitch Mitch's ability to keep possessions alive paid dividends so much down that half. It's just it's it's incredible what those guys are able to do in the defensive end, and it's why. This front, this starting lineup is one of the better ones in the league right now. So the team is rolling. The team is playing at a high level. The offense is clicking. The defense is good. It wasn't as good as it can be, but it was also, it was good when it needed to be. And I think Grimes and Mitch are a big part of the reason why that is the case.
0: Yeah, Um, definitely for sure. Um let us get into Mitch. Yeah, let's get into Mitch. I mean, eight points, ten rebounds, um, two blocks. He
1: that, um he, he had a mean spot as a Rosen, bro. That was a mean ass spot that like led to like a um a layup on the other end from RJ. Like he's been a monster. Like this is the Mitch that I think a lot of people envisioned before he got the contract last year. And now that he's gotten the contract, he said it in training camp, he said, I'm hungry. Like, he got a little bag, he wants more. And he's playing like he wants more. Like, this is a Mitch where I, like, I think a lot of people thought, like, DPOI potential. And he probably would never be a DPOI. But, like, the fact that he's able to give you these efforts on a night-in basis, especially against a stretch five, which is, like, the big thing that I think people talked about. This is the kind of performance you want to see from Mitch. This is what you want to see him do. Um... I think his processing is even better. Like, I think he had like one offensive rebound where like, he read the floor and was able to pass it out to Grimes for a cutting Grimes. Like So a little bit of um, playmaking there. Again, the blocks were great. The rebounding is always good. Um, what, what more can you say about him? He, he did what he needed to do, and he performed. So another strong game for him. Again, he played 35 minutes as well. Wasn't in foul trouble tonight. Only two fouls. I think that's the big thing because he's able to stay on the court because Lord knows if he had to play Hardenstein tonight more.
0: Vooch was giving him that work. The Vooch was... Vooch l- was giving Hardenstein that work.
1: It was white on white crime. It was just Vucevic doing, like, finger-roll, lays, and just, like, posting him up, getting them two dribbles, and then just, like, taking it to the rack. It was filthy. It was bad. But, yeah, so... Strong effort for Mitch and... The, like again continuing the stretch of him being like the best stretch of his career this is the that I think we want to see it on a night in night out basis and we're getting it and it's great to see
0: yeah it is um, no complaints from me from Mitch definitely held his own against a player like Vooch which is the type of player that has given him problems in the past um and yeah i mean there was a play that um down the stretch where vucevich vuce tried to do the same thing he was doing to hartenstein with the little shimmy and the the hook and it, it was just not it did it, it the, mitch just did not allow that shit to go so you know that's just a credit to like how focused he was not being able to you know be thrown off of his um his game down low because if Mitch is not focused. That's definitely either he's getting a foul or Vooch is scoring that. So you could definitely tell he's been locked in lately. Um, but, yeah, um, let's get into the other member of the starting five, um, RJ Barrett. He fouled out on some BS, I would say. It,
1: it was some ball, bro. Like, the last two fouls.
0: The last two were the most suspect fouls ever.
1: I, 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 I don't know what Voodoo DeRozan had. Like, I mean, it's the same voodoo he has
0: every night until the, it's playoff time. Like, the thing
1: is, though, like, the first half, Julius had the voodoo, and the second half, DeRozan had the voodoo, so I guess they had some kind of voodoo off. I don't know what it was, but, like...
0: Deal with the devil. They each had one fair half.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, they were the last two voodoo culprits, so I get it. I don't know who has the voodoo this year. Maybe remark it. but, like... Probably Laurie it.
0: Laurie in. yeah, I would say that.
1: Yeah, but, like, it, it was just... Uh, anyway, back to RJ. Um, I think that was RJ's best game of the season. I think there's an argument. Like, the shooting was there. The finishing was solid. The rebounding and hustle was there. That was that one play where, like, he blocks it on the other end. Um, I think Grimes takes a three. He fights with the offensive rebound, misses his putback, gets another offensive rebound, and then Mitch is able to offensive rebound it for a third time and then get the bucket. And like that's the play you want to see Under Barrett make on a regular basis the mm-hmm. extra effort, the extra hustle, the extra grit. Um, I think he's starting to settle into like that kind of 2021 20, role where it's like, okay, you are the third option on most nights. That's fine. Just play your role. You can still breeze your way to 20. And again, he did that tonight. He took 17 shots, he got 22 points. He should have gotten more free throws. It was kind of bullshit he didn't get any free throws he should have gotten, but, like, that's the game you want to see RJ Barrett have. He had three turnovers. Again, kind of bullshit. But, like, he just he does the solid things. I feel like his defense was good enough tonight. I don't think it's where it should be, but I think it was good enough to, like, not sink the team. Uh, plus, minus, a negative four be damned. Uh, but, yeah, I think arguably his best game and if he could do that on a nightly basis where he's just efficient then he's going to be fine
0: yeah um, alright let's get to your guy the guy to everyone's um chagrin tonight Um. definitely uh, all right, definitely um. Definitely the probably the most viral clip that's gonna be going around this for at least the next couple days. Um his wonderful isolation from 28 feet out. Shout out to Dibbs for drawing out drawing up such a beautiful play.
1: I okay, um, I didn't get that one. That was a weird like I get it if the whole idea was like either he makes a shot or we go to OT, but they still had time in the clock. And granted, he saved the last play of the possession um of the game of regulation by breaking up the Pat Wool lob. And I feel like in overtime, he played his role really well, and he played a defense really well. I just, like, for the first three and a half quarters, he was fantastic. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can debate it all you want to, but, like, he did what he needed to do. He scored. He finished playing. I
0: would say the first quarter he looked good, like, really great in terms of, like, flowing and everything. But like the last three quarters, it got really stagnant with him and the, the ball in his hands. Maybe that's due to like the doubling of the defense getting to him and him again not being the most quick of decisions. Um, I thought he did a fine job finding certain guys. Um, like there was a play he found Quentin Graham's in the corner. Um, but he also had six turnovers tonight, which was also really telling of like him just having the ball a ton in his hands there was also a play that he had the ball in his hands and dibs got really upset with him which i was like absolutely stunned by the way um that dibs got upset with him um but yeah there was a play where he got upset with dib with um randall for holding the ball too long and i think it resulted in either, either like iq having to hoist up like a really rushed three yeah or it was like a turnover
1: it was was basically the same thing it it was the rush three where like basically iq had like three seconds left from the shot clock and had to like oh shit hot potato and it's funny because iq did the same thing to him in the the last play of the um of the half yeah their center
0: their synergy tonight was very off i mean we don't really get to see that pairing that often or? i think we've
1: seen it more this
0: season we're seeing it more this year but like la- the last couple years we haven't really seen that pairing so often so i think they still need to get their synergy together um but yeah i thought like the last um like two and a half to three quarters the ball kind of like stuck with him a-, a lot more than it did in the first quarter um but thankfully it didn't really lead to our demise um could have but <laughs> it didn't thankfully I
1: I think my takeaway from it is Sorry, I have to sneeze real quick. You good? Anyway, I think my takeaway from it is Also my cam is off because I'm sick as fuck right now. Uh, kids. Um my takeaway from it is like I didn't hate the process of like okay, we're going to basically switch. They're going to top block it. Julius is going to open rim. And he could either, like, kick it out or just finish it on the contact. Because, like, they, before he even went to overtime, like, you saw that on the last play of the, um, in, like, one well, of the last plays of the fourth quarter. But, like, Caruso top blocks him. He gets the ball in space. He gets fouled by Vucevic. They don't call it. And then turnover. there should have been a turnover in the first place. Uh, live ball. DeRozan catches it. Free throw lay. Um, tie game. I thought, ultimately, like, that should have been a foul. I didn't hate the process. I also kind of felt like at some point, JB just needs to get busy. And he got busy in the overtime. But I would have liked to see JB get busy sooner. Um, yeah, but that fourth quarter just wasn't really that good for him. And I can admit that. Uh, I still feel like he made decent passes, though. I still feel like that um, pass to Grimes, for 3 I think I put them up like four or five was solid. I would just like to see um, a better offensive process to close games. I don't know how much of that is Tibbs. I don't know how much of that is Randall. Uh But I will also say like, it's better to complain about his offense than his defense. Because his defense tonight was good. You could argue it was really good. Um, so, yeah, I would just like to see better offensive process. Uh, but... Ultimately speaking, they I think they figured it out in the overtime. And I get why they did it, even though I would have switched away. I would have put a away from it sooner. And if RJ was in the game, I don't think they would have gone to that route that many times. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, the constant like pick and rolls, I get they were trying to take advantage of the size matchup versus Caruso, but like Caruso's like kind of strong and a good defender and was able to like hold his own pretty much against um randall and that was something that that kind of bothered randall last year in the bulls matchups was was caruso and lonzo when they when they had both of them um the knicks thought they had a mismatch in those in those opportunities but the bulls were able to hold their own with having lonzo and caruso on them because those guys were good defenders this year it's just caruso um and and pat will to a to an extent but yeah i just thought like okay you're trying to take advantage of this like matchup, but like now you're making it too obvious. So like now they can plan against it and it's not as effective as it was maybe the first time that you did it. And that's one thing that I hate about like when, when Thibs does something, he, he, he tries to like take advantage. He's like, he's like one of those players that like, he's like one of those people, like when you, um, when you're when, you, when you playing a video game and, like, they find, like, this cheesy move and then they keep spamming it and then, like, he is he, that type of guy. He's
1: the equivalent of, like, a spawn-killing coach where, like, you just find, like, spawn-kill and you just, like, in caught or whatever and you just keep doing it over and over again.
0: Yeah. And, like, and to, to a point where, like, okay, they're gonna figure it out and then it's not gonna be as effective anymore and, yeah.
1: Yeah, but, it, was, it was just, uh, I didn't like it down the stretch. But I kind of get why it was happening.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think no matter who has it cooking, I think JB is the safest option because like, he can just turn it on just like that, as we saw, um, no matter what. Um, And that's the person I trust the most with the ball in their hands at the end of the
1: games. Yeah, for sure. I just, yeah, that's the reason why you trust him down the stretch because he can do that. Yep. And he did it tonight, so.
0: Yep, all right. Time for everyone's favorite part of these shows. The NBA season is heating up. When I'm looking to get in on the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets, like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Um, DraftKings, you know, I use it here and there. Um, let me see if I can give you guys something for tomorrow's matchups. Got like a couple games on. Ooh, Bucks Grizzlies on NBA TV. Hmm, I don't know who's playing. All right, now, now I do. Right, so Drew Holiday's out, Desmond Baines out. Okay, so that... You know what? I'm going for a Giannis versus Ja 35 apiece masterclass right there. I'm um, not going to say who wins because that could be a toss-up, especially with the way the NBA is rolling these days. Um, anybody can win on any given night. As you can see, the magic absolutely thrashed the Hawks tonight.
1: We are and laughing at Troy Young.
0: We are indeed um download the app now sign up with code tbpn and place a five dollar pre-game money line bet on any nba team to win their game and get 150 dollars in free bets if they do that's code tbpn only at DraftKings sportsbook minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes or show description for details all right Let's get into some comments. So we had Chris Bernhard. He was commenting around ten oh eight. This might have been around end of the third quarter, probably beginning of the fourth quarter. Um, he says, "I would like to throw some positivity after my comment." Okay. Hey, so his previous comment was, "So glad Julius went back to last year and decided I'm going to screw everything up." Phoenix got to hurry up with that offer because I'm getting sick of it.
1: Brother, they're not trading him.
0: Then he said, "I would like to throw some positivity after my comment." Brunson had Caruso playing on the slip and slide. Go sit down, Billy Hope. We, <laughs> we, we echo the sentiments.
1: Oh, that's good. That was good. Um, yeah i I didn't like. Ah, uh, I did not like. Um, yeah, the third, the uh, fourth quarter that kind of hit and miss for me. Um, uh, but yeah, like they're not trading him, dude. I think anybody who's still holding up the idea that they're trading him when they're A, winning, B, achieving the goals that the front office had in mind when they, like, made this team, and C, doing it on the back of him being uber productive, like, it's not happening, though. Like, it's not going to happen. He he is going to be a nick for the foreseeable future. You said forever? I said foreseeable future, not forever. (laughs) I, hey, I, I don't know, man. He might be in the raptors. He might be in the Raptors. Who knows? But Raptors.
0: Like, wow.
1: If Mel's gonna get retired, Julius Randle's getting retired. Anyway, uh, back to my point at hand. Yeah, I just it wouldn't surprise me, dude. Like, I don't think he's gonna get traded this year because they're probably gonna make the playoffs this year. Uh, hot take: They're making the playoffs. Uh,
0: playoffs. Ooh, bold predictions right there.
1: Dog, look—the East is dog water.
0: I'm, I'm just saying, I, with this team, you can never get too hot or too cold with them. Okay,
1: regardless, I mean, like you could say that before, but with this rotation, the way this defense is hitting—I know they didn't hit tonight—but like the way this defense usually performs, the way that the offense is also clicking as well, like the fact that they have three guys who can give you twenty, and they can also. Um had the depth in order to like manage this stuff like that. Again, Obi's not even playing. Quickly hasn't even found his stride yet. I guess we could talk about quickly a little bit too because I thought he had a fucking up and down game. His game was a roller coaster. But um It was It was the best of both. World Show had a Montana. But like yeah, I think this team's a playoff team. Especially if the rotation is gonna be like this. <laughs> Maybe they get like one more guy at the deadline just to kind of like ease out some minutes. And to, like, buy into their philosophy. But, yeah, like, I think this team's going to have an all-star. Potentially two. Maybe if somebody gets injured, Brunson is, like, the first replacement. And they're going to win games. And I get, like, you might think it's Kool-Aid, but it's also, like, the team is, like, a positive net rating. It's always
0: Kool-Aid. I don't believe it until I see it.
1: Okay, fair, but, like, positive net rating, Good Especially after
0: the shit, shit storm that we had last mm-hmm. year. After I went to opening night and witnessed, like, probably the greatest Knicks game in forever, and then they proceeded oh. to
1: shit on me. Okay, all right, regardless of your feelings of optimism that don't exist, I'm going to give you a series of statements and you tell me if they're right or wrong. The Knicks have a good defense.
0: As of now, yes.
1: The Knicks have a good offense. Yes. The Knicks have good players who are all-star caliber. Yes.
0: They're going to a be good a good player. That's all-star caliber, yes.
1: A good player. Players, plural. The player that you're not talking about is going to make the team. We'll see. Not a we'll see, anything. If anything, if anything that just it? helps
0: us with our end goal.
1: I mean, the end goal is, like, I mean, it, he might be for the end goal. We don't know. We don't know. But, like, again, you realize, remember, they have all these picks. They can trade for our fourth dude. They have the salary to make it work. They can trade for and the court with girls with, like, some young dudes and, like, cook. They can keep our four. But, um, yeah, like, I think this is a playoff team. All the indications are telling me that this is a playoff team. The data is proving it. Like, and now they have the guys who are efficient if you put the ball in the hoop at the way they're supposed to put the ball in the hoop. Just wait until this team can shoot decently from three. That's it. Like, this is already a decent offense. Just wait until they shoot decently from three. At that point, what is the holdup, aside from trepidation and fear, which I completely understand. But if we're just looking at it in terms of like a these are the stats, this is the data, this is what everything is telling you, then, like, yeah, I think this team projects to be a playoff team. Now, will they get in, do the play in? I'm not sure. But, yeah, I think they get in. I don't think the Hawks are better than them. I don't think the Raptors are better than them. I think the Pacers fall off pretty soon. And Miami doesn't scare me. Even though the matchup is bad, like, they can't score. So... That's my opinion. We'll we'll see what happens.
0: We'll see, we will see. Jl says there isn't a bigger tryhard in the sport than DeRozan. My goodness, have fun trying to get that garbage ass whistle in the playoffs, clown ass player.
1: You you know the rule when der, when the weather gets warm when the weather gets warm, DeRozan gets cold. Me, me if Santa told you about this, a good year plus the slander is warranted. Don't worry about it. It's getting colder. It's getting yeah,
0: colder. I, these these regular season matchups don't don't fret me right now with mm-hmm. throws. In. Like he he can enjoy these like seventeen plus free throw games all he wants. It he ain't seeing that in the playoffs.
1: He not seeing that when Giannis coming for him. He's not seeing that when Evan Mobley locking him up. Like he not even making the playoffs this year. Why are we even tripping? He did the Bulls make the playoffs this year?
0: <laughs> <laughs> if they do. It's probably gonna be by playing.
1: By playing, but like, it's the it in the play in. They're not making it. And Zach Levine's laughing, tapping, he's not bailing him out either. Speaking of Zach Levine, bro, the people who want to trade for Zach Levine.
0: He had a good game tonight. Like,
1: so... he, he was eyed, right, but like, were you really like Dave? bro Zach Levine special? He's the guy we need. No. No. You're like, oh. Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson are better than him. And RJ Barrett played better than him until he filed out. We don't need this dude. And his contract is five years for $215 million. That, that's an automatic nope right there. And he had a player option in the last year. Coming off a of knee surgery. After having a previous knee surgery. Use of common sense. Have you not seen the knees thing too many times? Anyway, that, that's my take. Like this team is garbage, team's dog order. They traded two first round picks that are a top four protected for the corpse of Nikola Vucevic and then gave up a third first round pick to get DeMar DeRozan. They have no first round picks. Their starting point guard has literal cardboard for his knees. Their starting shooting guard starting has starting
0: point guard has no knees.
1: Yeah, he has no knees. He can't even walk yet. He's a cane. Like their best player is Alex Caruso, bro. Like nobody cares about this team. Like and they they sold all their all their picks for a first round exit at best. And somehow the Knicks, who have done nothing but use money and still have plus picks, were seen as like a worse situation. Stupid. But that's my that's my Chicago spiel. I don't have energy to waste on them. We'll save it for Friday.
0: Yes. yes, speaking of Friday, Yasser says we were in a dogfight with the Bulls, man. We better smack the out of them on Friday. Still gonna talk shit to Bulls fans though. Of course. of course. Of course. Why would you not? That's exactly what I'm gonna do when I get on when I get off of here and I get ready to go to sleep. Which yes. is Twitter. Yes sir. and bother some Bulls fans. Oh they I didn't go to up. sleep.
1: They get lit up too. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I appreciate It's, it's, I appreciate it's, a, it's a yearly
0: tradition yearly tradition um but yeah um jordan bob says brunson and randall were with all-star level performances tonight grimes with two huge threes and fourth and ot Mitchell was a beast on the boards iq is still him rj with timely buckets and can't be mad at defense on damar yeah i mean perfectly encapsulated um speaking of iq i guess we can get into him now i mean roller coaster of a game that first quarter was pretty rough um First half I think it was rough, dude. First half was rough. Yeah, I would say that. Um, but the second half, he was much better. Um, he had some good passes in the first half. I thought that were like impressive, like the alley oop to um, Sims, and then there was a pass to I think it was Deuce or RJ. It might, no, it was RJ in the corner.
1: Yes.
0: And he hit the three. So yeah, th- he had some impressive passes. But other than that, I think it was like pretty rough before. Um, aside from that, though.
1: I just, like, he took the long three, which I was so happy to see, because even if it missed... It's it's like like, he's been scared to do it. He's been scared to shoot. Like, he has been scared to take shots. He wants to drive, and, like, I love the fact that he's driving, and I like the fact that he's converting on his twos, which is, like, the big thing that I think a lot of people talked about him, like, needing to do. But it feels like now he's trying to be Derrick Rose, and that's not your game. Your game is... 30-foot threes, your game is being able to foul bait, your game is being able to get to the line, and he has improved in so many facets of his game, but I feel like he's also trying to, like, fit the tips both, and this is also a tips problem, where it's like, unless you drive and get paint touches, you're not a point guard, and that's the wrong way to look at it quickly, because he is a point guard, regardless of those paint touches.
0: Yeah. And I, I feel like he needs to find a happy median between the drives and taking threes. Like, we're not asking you to like revert all the way back to like your rookie yourself or even last year, um, but like find a happy medium between drives and taking the threes, distributing so that way you can be a more complete player, and that way we can see the fully envisioned version of Emmanuel quickly that everyone expects to see at this point in time.
1: Yeah, I just – and I know he's going to figure it out because I feel like his role has changed so much already this season because, like, you know, he was the backup point guard. He Then he was, like, the two guard. Now he's trying to figure it out again with um Deuce and everything. And it's just, like – it's been a lot of moving pieces. Mm-hmm. And I do think he'll figure it out. But at the same time, like, at some point, the ball has to go into the basket at an efficient clip. And if that doesn't happen, then like there's a re there's a logic to why the Knicks are like, okay, we're willing to move off of him, because he's a positive as positives come like net rating is great, the defense is great, the offense is sputtering, and if there was a draft to kind of be like, you know what, we can go in a different direction, especially if Deuce keeps finding this confidence the way he's been playing. Like I can understand why they want to pivot, especially because they have Rokas on the wings. And Rokas is again the best non webby prospect in Europe.
0: Rokar's so like, never coming over right away.
1: Maybe, maybe not. But yeah, like, he's
0: gonna enjoy his overseas career.
1: I mean, like, if they carved out a role where he got like upwards of twenty minutes, I feel like he'd come over. But
0: that's never gonna happen.
1: <laughs> true. Not not under tips. Then again, tips isn't gonna go anywhere. So yeah. you're probably right.
0: Yeah, my guy is enjoying that overseas life. He's going to be a star over there, and you know, it's just gonna be one of those things where you know. Just waiting and hoping and he's probably gonna come over when he's finally, like 29.
1: I mean like like all those guys do. I mean, like who if he comes over when he's 29, that's still like a couple of prime years on a rookie scale contract. You'll take that. But um but yeah, like Quickly is so talented, but it's just like the struggles are unbearable. And the fact that the offense is good enough to withstand those struggles is good, which means that his defense shines a ton and his defense shined a ton in this game. But the ball needs to go into the basket at some point. And I feel like it's okay to be worried about that for this season.
0: For me, it's not even a worry about, because, like, before it was, like, inefficiency or whatever. But, like, this year it's, like, it's, like a, it's, it's, it's not really a worry, but it's just, like, it's kind of annoying to see him, like, be, like, pass, not passive, but, like, try to, like, change his approach. Um, but like you said, I think he'll figure it out in time because, like you said, his role has changed already so much in a short period of time to start the year that he's still trying to like figure out what's the happy medium between everything. And I feel like once he does, he'll definitely look more like what we're envisioning him to be. It's just going to take a little bit of time because so many moving pieces. Um, and then you got to think just tomorrow's December 15th who knows what can go down tomorrow I don't think a trade's automatically going to go down tomorrow but like that's when things can start really moving and who knows what happens then when the rotation gets shifted again if certain players are, are moved and certain players are added to the roster it's just things of those nature you also have to think about
1: true it, yes. it's it's gonna be weird
0: Yes, very much so.
1: Okay, well, How is Isaac Okoro going to cut into IQ's role on this team? You saw that I win tweet. I know you saw that I
0: win I tweet. I did. I I I saw it in passing. I, I haven't really been on Twitter as much as I'd like to be these 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 last few days, but I I saw it in passing.
1: Nasty, but I understand the sentiment. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of where I'm at. But um, yeah, I just. It's weird, but also like you hope that he can figure it out sooner rather than later.
0: I have faith in him, though. Um, all right, let's move on to the next comment. Um, Chris Bernhardt says, "RPG history has been, probably, has been probably the worst in NBA history. When two or, two of our ugh, I can't even speak anymore. When two of our best point guards in the two thousands have been Chris Duhan and Raymond Felton, you know we've been truly we've truly been in hell." Yeah, pretty much. I mean there I Jalen Brunson process. has come in and Jalen Brunson's probably arguably like what the second or third greatest Knicks point guard in history. Halfway through like not even halfway, Already? like a, a quarter Already? through a quarter through his contract. Not even a quarter through his contract, a quarter through his first con- first year of the contract. It's just insane.
1: Yeah, like the fact that you can literally argue it's walt and then it's like Yeah, it's Walt. I don't Mar- want, to say, uh, want
0: to say Marbury, like are you hmm. gonna give Marbury that? Like
1: Chris Childs? no can't do that um uh Charlie Ward no like
0: Charlie Ward for those finals years
1: yeah true but like yeah I bruson might if he's at minimum top five which is nuts to think about and Charlie Ward wasn't even like that nice he was okay but he wasn't like he put up less than 10 points a game. That should tell you what Charlie Ward was.
0: Solid hand.
1: Yeah, he was solid hand. And like he played defense. But he wasn't a point guard. It was and point guard back in the day was like that was I get Pat get Patrick the ball in the low post. Let him cook. And there's your eight assists a game.
0: Yeah. And I could imagine the parlays back then.
1: You thinking about betting in the nineteen eighties, bro? Get, get a grip.
0: Charlie <laughs> Ward, six oh. assists. Patrick Ewing, twenty points, eight boards. Knicks win. Knicks money line.
1: Th- this is what we call step one: is acknowledgement. <laughs> <laughs> My man is thinking of parlays from the nineteen eighties, bro. Oh my god!
0: It's just it's just something interesting to think about. Like, what would a parlay look like back then? Like, I think picked... it would look like that. Six assists by you know, Charlie Ward. You know, little twenty and eight for Pat. One three by Starks.
1: <laughs> all right, let me see.
0: Uh, Nick's money line. All
1: right, so that sounds like go... a
0: calm, like plus seven hundred parlay right there.
1: That bro, you're sick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me think. Okay, now we got to think of like a parlay for like
0: the 2010 Knicks. Like, okay, let's see. Oh, uh, I this is I I've, I've thought about in depth okay, right, already. Let me, think, let me think. All right. If so, you ta- if you're talking like 2011, 2012 Knicks? I am t-
1: talking like Knicks tape, Knicks.
0: Oh, yeah. So I got like what? 3 Steve Novak, JR Smith, yeah threes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 25
1: plus points,
0: Knicks money line.
1: Knicks money line. I would just put like Rebounds over on Chandler.
0: Oh, hell yeah. Or hell yeah.
1: You would have done blocks too. Like, probably would have been like, my would probably been, what 1.5. I would have taken the over. Hell yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, next money line, definitely. What else? Uh, that got... would have
0: cashed so many nights. Oh my gosh.
1: Prigioni steals. Yep. What about that? Oh. Why am I thinking about this? This is sick. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But that would have cashed so many nights, yo. That, that, would have
1: cashed the, that would have cashed in the third quarter. You could have watched the rest of the game chilling.
0: Right? Post oh it up. Oh, gosh.
1: Oh,
0: my. Right. God knew what he, he was doing, not giving me, you know, betting, not and letting me be of age at that time to bet on the Knicks.
1: So you would have lost the damn card. <laughs> you, you would have thrown away the mortgage. <laughs> Melo, I needed three points. <laughs> they have been the Sopranos at your door knocking.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. <sighs> um, Vivek says Hartenstein gave me Cantor vibes out there. Definitely, I mean, defensively, he was <laughs> basically as good as a cone wearing a number fifty-five jersey. Um. And he's also not good. Of, he's not as good of a rebounder as Cancer, though. I will say, Cancer. That's one thing that you can rely on him for <laughs> some boards.
1: All right. So, nick squad parlay ticket. All right. Let's <laughs> see. Cancer rebounds over easy. Uh, I'm talking about like the 2018, 19 season. So, like the Bum squad.
0: Moodyer in them. Yeah. So like what? Let's like f- five Moody assists.
1: Yep. Would been- Alonzo
0: Trier, 12 points.
1: Uh huh. Uh, Kevin Knox, I would have bet. I probably would have bet the um the one three threes. Promise. Yeah, I would I would have bet threes and Kevin Knox. He actually made a decent amount of threes that year, which is wild to think about. Um, what? Who else is on that team? Ah, uh, shit. Vonley Von, uh you probably could bet like Cornette Cornet, I would have bet Damian Dotson. There we go. Would have be Damian,
0: Damian Dotson threes.
1: What a cashed immediately. Oh, what else? Kadeem Allen
0: assists. Oh my gosh, that would have been like like super late in that year because that's when he's finally starting getting PT.
1: Yeah, but it would have been worth it. It would, <laughs> would
0: have been. I would never put money on no Kadeem Allen assists, man. That's like Mar-
1: Mario Hazonia to score. Oh my like,
0: gosh! I would
1: have put I would have put money on Hazonia, and I would have been rich or broke. It would have been the most boomer bust hit or miss, ever.
0: hit or miss, right there with him.
1: Well, he got that triple... Anybody who, like, bet for that triple-double that he got, bro... I don't,
0: think, I don't think a soul put any money on it.
1: They would have been eaten for life. <laughs> they still would have been eaten off that ticket.
0: Plus <laughs> 30000 right there.
1: Like, shit. Uh, Henry Ellison, Ron Baker... Oh, my gosh. I would have bet, like... I eh, can't nah, even bet Ron Baker were threes. Nope, I would have lost money. Shit. Hell yeah. You could bet like Ron Maker just sc- first, but oh, forget about first bucket. First bucket. Hmm.
0: I don't even know.
1: Tree first bucket? No, 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 no. He didn't start. He didn't start. Never mind.
0: Yeah, he was coming off the bench.
1: Nah, Damian Dotson first bucket. That would have hit. Absolutely. Maybe. Anyway, this this is too far down a rabbit hole. <laughs>
0: you you went above <laughs> and beyond what I was thinking of.
1: This is my problem. <laughs> yeah.
0: At this point, Chris Bernhardt says, "At this point, I think we got to cut ties with iHeart. Sims has been more impactful. Plus, Tibbs refuses to use iHeart as a passing pick."
1: Yeah, I just my thing with iHeart is like he has games where he's solid, and then he has games like this where he's just like it's a, a cold. roller
0: coaster with him too. And Tibbs
1: knew it because then he went to Sims at the four or at the five with that lineup where it was like I think it was. Deuce quickly grimes Randall Sims. So he knew. He knew that Hart didn't have it tonight, but then when Hart does have it, it's like, oh, this is why he makes sense as a good backup big. Yeah. But now it's like his value has decreased and it's much more dependent on his defense, which isn't like the biggest of strong suits because his offense is being neutered about this team. So it's like I don't get it. But I also understand that like his defense is boring. It doesn't jump off the page. It's usually like okay. I feel like his defense has been at on the season as an aggregate. His defense has been okay, but like his be- his lows are loud. His stinkers are loud, and his really good games defensively go unnoticed because he's not like the big dude who gets like four blocks, three steals, or whatever. But yeah, it's just he's not him.
0: getting a whole bunch of like counting stats.
1: Yeah, but he's just like boring fundamental okay i jump up at the same time this guy jumps up i break up the play the team gets back in transition it doesn't count the statue but it's solid or like you know i play good i do like i ice the screen perfectly make this guy pass because of three on two i split the court and then like deuce comes in gets the flashy steal, and then Grimes finishes with the lay in transition But the whole play was started because Isaiah Hardenstein basically made the right rotation and weak side help or whatever. So, like, his good games are really quiet. His bad games are really loud. I still think he's fine. I don't know if I would trade him. Because I do feel like if there was a better coach, he would have more value on the team, especially next to Obi. I feel like a lot of people hyped up the fact that him and Obi would work really well together, and we haven't seen that. So like, I don't it, I was one of those
0: people that are those like yeah I
1: think everybody's like the first one when they saw hard sign was oh he fits so well next to Obi because Obi can just like cut lead. yeah cut it's literally like a uh, Obi back cut will lead to like two points every game and we have not seen that nope. at all so like I feel like part of it is hard sign being pushed into a role he should not have been pushed into part of it is also harden sign is not like, the flashiest defenders, he's boring. And I feel like sometimes his loud games are his bad games, not his good games. So like, I think he's fine, but I wouldn't look to trade him. I think Sims have been more impactful because Sims is A, getting minutes. B, he's more invested by the fan base. And C, like, his good games are still, like, solid. But he doesn't have a lot of bad games because he doesn't play a lot of minutes. So.
0: Um, I feel like we didn't talk about Deuce tonight. I mean, Deuce didn't really he
1: hit back-to-back threes. And his I, numbers
0: didn't jump off the page, but like the fact that he confidently hit two threes, I was really encouraged by. Um, and you know, it's just showing that he's continuing to get more comfortable in this role that he has off the bench. He only took those three, those two shots for the night, and those were the only two he made. Obviously, so yeah, um, I just thought it was really great to see him. You know, dis- just just sh- display that confidence and to give him some recognition for that and you know hopefully he can continue to show that because then it just makes the life of the 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 starters and the rest of the bench easier because i feel like the, a lot of the stars have been doing a lot of heavy lifting um in terms yeah. of the offense um as you see tonight almost all of the starters were in double figures um quickly was the only guy off the bench that had like close double figures but like it was like nine six six and two off the bench yeah um but yeah we'll see
1: yeah i just i would have liked like i i like that he's being more aggressive with a shot and again the shot is going to come i'm not worried about a shot at all so like give him those reps give him that opportunity to take those shots and i feel like he's going to end the season being like a decent enough shooter with like his rotation minutes and that's all you really need him to be and I feel like he's playing himself to that Javon Carter role like I'm going to give you good defense I'm going to give you good ball movement and I'm going to give you like the ability to shoot like 37 plus percent from three on like three or four attempts per game and that's all you need him to be
0: yeah um let's see what other comments we got. Uh we see. Um Yasha he says RJ is lucky we get in these wins or the slander would be crazy. Although he hasn't gotten me pissed for real for real yet.
1: Oh res- respect, like a bit. Res- respecting it. Respect. I ain't got no problem with the slander. He he he's safe for now because he's hooping.
0: No, he's been playing well. He's he been, been playing play- well.
1: He's been playing well, so he's safe for that. But as soon as that stinker come up, I'm gonna be right there with you. I ain't ashamed to
0: admit it. Um, Virgil X asked, "Has um Thibs gotten the right wake up call? Mm. So would this apply to him playing finally playing Deuce and adding him to the rotation and realizing that you know playing all these young players can actually lead to wins?" Hopefully, I mean it seems so he's consistently stuck with it. It has led to five straight wins. Uh um, I think some people alluded to on Twitter that like the um it might have been from the front office to promote Deuce to this to the um to the rotation, similar similarly to how Sims was promoted to the rotation last year. So I mean, if that was the front office that pressured dibs and dibs is like going with it and seeing how it's working and he's continuing to stick with it, then hopefully this is the right wake up call for him. There, just, there are still some things that he does need to do, like in terms of like staggering stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I feel like it, it it appears to look like he has gotten the right wake up call. It remains to be seen if it will continue to play out this way.
1: Yeah, I just – the right wake-up call was doing the shit he should have done a year ago. Um, and also, I would be surprised a little bit of it was like, yo, we might fire you. We might fire you. Um, again, I think if they keep winning, he coaches up the season. Um, might even get that little Billy Donovan low-key extension. I don't know. He got two years left on the deal. They might tag on another two, bro. If they make the playoffs two years, like two out of three years, you will get that little bitty that that's that slight little bitty Billy Donovan. Oh, extension in the offseason. Hush hush. Reality. Just saying it. Anyway. Um yeah, I just. Uh, oh man, I just I would just like to see him be more creative offensively. Cause the defense I think has been like good enough.
0: Well, it's good now because he has he's he's finally playing the right players. He he actively chose not to play the right players in his scheme to not have a good defense, which is wild to me that you would sabotage your own like one good thing that you do.
1: Yep, I just I he is a head case. But when he can when he has like everything set up for him, like the dude can coach, he's like the Daniel Jones of fucking coaching. And what I mean by that is, like, if he has the receivers and the run game and the protection, then, yeah, he could be a good quarterback or, in this case, a good coach. But, like, sometimes you got to be able to, like, make it work with less. And when they get an eventual start, he has to be able to make it work with less. And I don't know if he can do that. But for a team like this, where they have the depth and they have the ability to just, like, play a bunch of young, hungry dudes, he works. So hopefully he can keep working.
0: Yes. Um let's see. Hogife for 20 says Julius talking about relapses. That was hilarious by the way, him calling whatever that was, the ejection a relapse. Guy's talking about it like it's like a drug addiction, which okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Virgil X also asked, can Randall get All-NBA this season? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, the West definitely has its fair share of talent that is going off.
1: 80, like, so, the bigs are already decided at this point. It's, sorry, sneezing. Um, No doubt. You're looking at, like, 80, Jokic, and Embiid in some fashion for, like, the bigs. Zion's making it.
0: Yes. Tatum. Tatum. Giannis.
1: Katie. Giannis.
0: Yeah.
1: <sighs> he's not making it.
0: No, he's not.
1: And if LeBron plays enough games, he gets in just by legacy alone. Yes. Even if it's all NBA 13, he will get in. So like.
0: Yeah, he's not getting it. I don't, getting think, it I, I don't think any Nick is going to get all, all NBA. I don't.
1: I think for All Star. Are, um, I think for All-Star, they could get one or two. Especially, like If they're winning by the time All-Star breaks comes out, they're getting one just based on being the Knicks.
0: Um. So right now they are two. I saw stat, again, stat muse. Shout out to stat muse. They, so it says Knicks have won five in a row. They are two games back from the three seed. Who is the three seed in the what? Not in the West, the East. Wow, we're not Cavs. in the West Coast. The Cavs. Cavs Donovan Mitchell uh, heard,
1: Dog if that Oh that series happened Dude, hoo, hoo, hoo.
0: That would happen if we were like 4 or 5 I think
1: No that would happen if we're, we're 6 right now The Cavs are 3
0: Oh yeah it would
1: That would be first of all the narrative series And be like I don't hate the Knicks in that series actually
0: We play the Cavs pretty well
1: yeah, I think we played them well. Even in the first game, they just hit 24 threes. and in the second game, and that
0: was they, before we changed our defense—not our defense, but like our rotation—to like yeah. actually accommodate for. Uh, like,
1: that that series would be close. I'm not going to talk
0: myself into it, though. I don't want to be disappointed.
1: Yeah. But yeah, like got like if the Knicks, just... I don't
0: hate. I don't hate the matchup. But I just don't I mean, want to be overconfident about it too, because like I was super overconfident versus the Hawks, and like we got our pants pulled down and pulled over our heads. Yeah, so. Also,
1: like I, I don't want to talk play. I don't want to talk like playoff matchups until like March. Like, yeah. Can we get to like get this win streak to like seven games, and then we can talk about like, like maybe like playoffs? Because at that point, I think again, I think what the next three games are: Bulls again, Pacers again warriors again and then
0: those are the raptors in this mix somehow too Ooh. raptors they've been kind of reeling uh did they Ty- win today or not no they lost and i'm pretty they sure lost. they
1: like shot eight percent
0: from three. Oh yeah i saw a whole bunch of them talking about like the kings hitting threes and they couldn't hit anything yikes yeah so,
1: uh, yeah that shot... is a
0: matchup i am definitely interested in us playing Fred Van Vliet. Wow, he had thirty-nine points. But yeah, that's a matchup I'm definitely looking forward to. Um, just because they're a team that's like been super inconsistent this year, as most teams have been, sort of, but like they've been one of the teams that have been like way more inconsistent. And their fans are like tired of it. They are calling for Nick Nurse, they are calling for Bobby Webster, they're calling they, for everybody. So
1: they they talk about Masai save us. Masai about to go take this trip to the Knicks anyway
0: but um yeah i mean before we head out of here let's look towards the next game which is against the bulls again um not much to say here just continue to do the things that we did well today while minimizing the turnovers um i think the turnovers were a huge reason of why the bulls got back into this game especially in the third quarter there was a point in the third quarter where we had more turnovers than made baskets that's something that just can't happen. Um, the Bulls, our team, despite how much we like to make fun of them and how we feel about them, they're going to take advantage of those opportunities. Um, with guys like Caruso, Demar, Zach, Like those guys are going to take advantage of those turnovers. So got to take care of the ball. Got to be better with the ball. Um, can't be stagnant on offense despite someone having it going. Like, Just got to keep moving it. Because there were possessions tonight where they were able to move it. And then there was a lot of possessions where they were stagnant. And I think that is where the Bulls were able to get back into this game. This is a game that we probably should have won way more comfortably than we did. Um, yeah. And hopefully f- Friday we can fix up those mistakes and move on from there. I, I need a
1: double-digit do win on Friday. Yeah. I I, I need a double-digit win. Because they should have gotten a double-digit win this game. But the voodoo was under Rosen. I need them to like, come out, thrash the Bulls, and not even think about this. Because sh- this game should not have gone to OT. I don't care about no or something bro. Get the fuck out of here.
0: Yeah, this game shouldn't have gone on that long. Um, we probably should already have been done with post-game by now. But the Knicks made us watch extra basketball. Um,
1: I would never complain about the fan FanDuel fifth quarter, though.
0: They don't even do that anymore.
1: They don't
0: call oh, it bro. Nope, it is bad. They don't even do it anymore. Shit. They're not giving out free money like that no more. Um, but yeah, I mean, we will catch you guys in the next stream. Shout out to everyone that came and left a comment. If you were watching this on Twitter, um, definitely hop over to YouTube, leave a like and subscribe. It helps us out a ton as we are trying to grow the channel to 1k subs so it definitely helps us out a ton you know if you have a knicks friend family member whoever it may be want to share this with them you know get them tapped into some Nick's, some extra knicks content that they not they might not be aware of um check out the merch store we still got a whole bunch of stuff available make sure you get you some stuff before christmas we got some sweaters that will be great for the winter season so we got a link for that in the description we also got links to the patreon um another great way to support us um as well as we got links to the site where we have all the great articles that you can find um as well as you we have a link to the twitter you can follow us there where you will get most if not all updates regarding anything Strickland related and nix related to that matter um and yeah we're also on instagram at the so tap in with us there as well um Thank you all for tuning in. We will catch you guys on Friday night. Peace out.
1: Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty
0: presumptuous to assume that this is gonna be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on,
1: Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband.
0: And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you mean the mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. It's a mini
1: fridge. Fridge.